Hello, everybody. Josh Neighbors here, Locked On Nationals podcast. Today is the 25th of July, 2022. And on today's show, we are discussing which Nationals players I think will be staying on the team, which Nationals players we think will be traded as we head towards a trade deadline. Also, a look at the Nationals three-game set coming up with the Los Angeles Dodgers. It begins on Monday night at Dodger Stadium. Have a preview of that and more coming up on today's show. You are Locked On Nationals, your daily Washington Nationals podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Josh Neighbors here, Locked On Nationals podcast. Thank you all for making us your first listen every single day. Uh, I was just looking. We are at episode number, this is number 452, I believe, that we have done. So thank you all for being a part of this. We're going to hit 500 by the season's end. It looks like we're roughly around that time. We'll hit. We'll be around the 500 mark for Locked On Nationals. So thank you all. If you're a new listener, if you're an old listener, Appreciate your all support on the show. Make sure you find us uh, on Twitter at LO underscore Nationals. You guys can find me at Josh Neighbors underscore. Find the show wherever you get your podcasts and on YouTube as well. Make sure you send us your questions there, your thoughts. I know a lot of you all are having fun with the trade deadline stuff. Some of the Nationals fans are not having fun. Yesterday, I talked pretty broadly about the feelings around the team, around the fan base, uh, as we head towards a trade deadline, the anxiety, the not knowing, uh, will Juan Soto be on the team still? Will he not? There is an element of excitement as well that goes alongside of that. So today we're really going to tackle kind of the nitty gritty, kind of make some predictions. In the business, in the sports, you know, business, um, there is stuff that is evergreen content. So like today, if I made a list of my favorite nationals of all time, you could probably listen to that in a year or so and it would still be semi-relevant. Um, today's show is not evergreen. <laughs> this is not a show that you can listen to in a week's time. You could, but a lot of the predictions, you know, that, that we'll, we'll know whether or not, excuse me, they are true or not. It is the 25th today. The trade deadline is the second. We are just eight days away from the Major League Baseball trade deadline on August 2nd. So let's kind of predict and project, hey, who's going to stay, who's going to go, because this list is beyond just Josh Bell and Juan Soto. If you really take a look at this team, and we did a little bit yesterday, um, so I'm going to kind of almost put them into tiers, not in order, I guess, but like, hey, uh, not going to be on the team, Uh, you know, where we go from there, like, you know, stuff like, like, you know, certain guys just – you know, there's certain guys we know, there's certain guys we don't know. So we'll talk about that today. Also, we'll preview that um, the Nets-Dodgers series coming up tonight. So, all right, let's get after it. Um, Okay, first player we have to tackle. It's, this one's pretty obvious, right? <coughs> Excuse me. The first player we have to tackle is Josh Bell. Uh, he falls, obviously, obviously into the camp of players that will not be on the Washington Nationals. I would put it at a 90-10 split right now for stay or go. I mean, you know, I know it's not obviously, but, you know, look, you have to always leave some 
some room for the opportunity that, you know, hey, this might not happen to us in 90, 10, you know, 10 times out of 10, or nine times out of 10, say the Nationals would trade him if you play out the scenario um, nine times, it, you know, 10 times. It could be higher. Who knows? Uh, but I just think it makes sense, obviously, expiring contract and the season that Josh Bell has uh, has had has been a tremendous one so far. We've talked about the offense that he has provided. We've talked about the you know leadership that he has provided in a lot of ways. We have talked about how good he has been on a day-to-day basis. And this is a guy, guys, right now who's got the third highest batting average in all of the National League, right? That It's pretty impressive for a guy that doesn't always seem like somebody you know, who's going to hit for a ton of average. And this year, you know, this weekend, he eclipsed the 50-plus RBI number. So he's at 51 now, 13 home runs, 51 RBIs, 305 with a 388 on base percentage, 496 slugging, 833 OPS, excuse me, 883 OPS, and a 3.3 war. It's a guy, once again, that's doing it from both sides of the plate. He's just 29 years old. Irving, Texas. Does that mean anything? Uh, no, just, just playing on that one. Um, 291, 367, 496, 863. That is him from the le- against lefties. Five homers, 22 RBIs. Against right-handed pitching in 224 ABs, 313, 399 on base, 496 slugging, and an 895 OPS. Eight homers, 29 RBIs. So he's got more opportunities against righties, but also he has hit them a little bit better from a numerical standpoint, but still 291 against lefties, 313 against righties. It's really good. He's been good at home. He has been good away. His one down month was May where he hit, uh, let's see, 252 with a 317 on base, still had 13 RBIs that month. And then July is 253, 333, 453, 787. So not quite as good as his monster June, but still, Really good, and uh, his last 30 days, if you go that, by that way, still been really strong too. So this is a guy that we know is a really good player. And really, uh, you know, w- with Josh, just obviously with the contract not getting renewed in the offseason, you know, th- the rumors are now flying around Josh Bell's future, but it would not make a whole lot of sense for the Nationals to keep him, right? Um, the reports are out there that the New York Mets – are definitely interested in the services of Josh Bell. Reading now from uh, Mets Marized, um, you know they said the specifically uh, Josh Bell, Mancini, and JD Martinez are out there. Uh, Pat Ragazzo and Michael Marino of Fan Nation. The Mets are one of several teams that have made a trade offer for Josh Bell to the Washington Nationals. The report then explains that quote the deal would see the Mets send an upper level minor leaguer starting pitching in an outfielder, a pitcher in an outfielder to Washington in exchange for Bell and a big league relief pitcher. So, so there you go. This, this also begs the question here. And, you know, I've talked a lot about Josh Bell already, so we don't have to keep going. We did a bunch of Josh Bell episodes about how he's probably going to be traded. That brings me to the uh, relief pitching. So when you think about the Nationals relief pitching, think about who's around right now, because look, they're dealing with some serious injuries. I mean, I'm not Will Harris, never really getting this chance. Mason Thompson, Tanner Rainey, all of those guys right now. You know, uh, they even saw Tyler Clipper go down. Uh, you know, we saw Sean Doolittle go down. I mean, the Nats back into the bullpen has been dealing with injuries really since day one of the season. I mean, even before the season started, we think about a Will Harris 
not being out there. But right now, kind of the guys who are immediate there, we think about uh, Shonda Little, Tanner Rainey, not there. So this kind of makes you think, okay, uh, Carl Edwards, Steve Ciszek, Kyle Finnegan, those are the guys that I'm looking at. Those are the Nationals' best three relievers that are currently out there pitching right now. And so you think about all three of those guys, which guy would they want the most? All of them being right-handed pitching, right? Um, Steve Ciszek obviously brings a different kind of look with the way he throws. Uh, Kyle Finnegan does bring you know, kind of that velocity to the table. Carl Edwards does bring the championship experience to the table. And has had a really, once again, a really, really nice season for him. And, and I think I think out of all the guys, I think he's pitching the best right now. Um, I think actually he's been the best all season. I mean, I know some of the numbers are really good, but like, or, you know, spectacular. But after he has his blow-up stretches, he goes on these really long stretches where he's just fantastic. And so if we're talking about, I mean, I think um, it's safe to say that one of those three guys is gone. Uh, it's really safe. I, I mean, I, I'd bet my life on that. That one of those three guys between Edwards, Ciszek, and Finnegan is out of the Washington Nationals by the by the end of the year. And, and I'd venture to say it's it's probably um, it might be likely that two of them are out. The thing is here is that for I'm gonna go check spot track now. I should have had it up beforehand, but um, you know, with Kyle Finnegan, excuse me, in the hips this morning. Um, you know, with Kyle Finnegan, you're going to have a little bit more team control left. I'm just trying to make sure we get these, uh, get this, get this correct for you all. Um, Kyle Finnegan arbitration this year, arbitration next year, arbitration following year. So you know you've got some some control on him. Steve Ciszek is up there in years, right? He is just a one year deal. He is more of a, of a more of a rental. And then Carl Edwards Jr. Uh, is a free agent after the end of the year too. So. If you're talking about value, Kyle Finnegan, while he might not be performing the best, and you know where, where you think they're performing is kind of up to you. Um, I, I think Kyle Edwards has been the best of that group, but you know the, the most value, in my opinion, is going to rely on Kyle Finnegan because he's a guy that you're going to see back in some team's bullpen in some capacity the following years, unless he completely sucks. But Kyle Finnegan now has put together a couple years of really solid pitching. This is not a guy right now talking about who's up and down in terms of, you know, how, how good he's been. Um, next year, this is the third season, right? So you think about a guy at this point who has thrown, let's see, 129 innings, guys, for the Nationals over the course of three years, has a 3.49 ERA, 2.3K to walk ratio, a guy who struck out 138 guys in 129 innings, a guy who's got 13 saves, 29 holds does have eight blown saves on his resume, but this is not a guy who it seems like should be a closer and look at the years opponents batting average in 2020. It was 226 opponents batting average in, uh, in 2021, 251. And, and here's the thing. Look at his on base percentage. This, this has been the best year this year. Teams are hitting 232 against him, but their on base percentage is just 295 against him and a really strong season for him so far this year in the nearly 40 innings that he has worked. He made his 40th appearance yesterday for the Nats. So reliable. And also this is over a shortened COVID season over 2021 and 2022. There's a lot of, you know, fluctuation up and down 
133 appearances for Kyle Fagan in that time. This is a guy, in my opinion, that is that, you know, he if you were to pair him with Josh Bell, that's a pretty nice trade package. And that should yield you something really solid in return. So I don't know which guy is going to go. I, I you know, it's, it's tough to know. But out of the, you know, I, I think of a Manats fan, you, you kind of want to keep, you'd like to keep Kyle Finnegan uh, just because it's, it's one less thing that to worry about. Right. Um, but you know, hey, there's a lot of guys out there like Carl Edwards. I guess he might be a special case, but there are guys out there like C-Shack and Carl Edwards. You guys can always bring in to fill those spots, to fill those voids, to fill those gaps guys you can bring up. Right. Um, you know, there are Sean Doolittle's out there or Tyler Clippard's out there. So I would say once again, one of those three relievers, is liable to get moved. Uh, I would say two of those three guys are probably going to get moved. And I wouldn't be shocked if all three of those guys get moved. I mean, think about this. Carl Edwards and, and Steve Ciszek are on the one-year deals. So holding on to them, not sure how much good that does you. Maybe Carl Edwards says, I'll come back on a discount next year. But really, even if he's good, how much does that help you? The Nationals probably don't plan on being too good next year. This thing is a rebuild, retool, whatever you want to call it. So... I, I think those three guys in the reliever department are the guys that you look at. Sure, you could look at a Victor Arano or an Andres Machado, but I don't think those guys have been good enough recently to get necessarily get traded. So there you go. All right, uh, quick word from our sponsors, and then we'll talk more about what we see on the hitting side, the guys who are available there. Today's show is brought to you by our friends at Blue Nile and BlueNile.com. Make your moment sparkle with jewelry from Blue Nile and BlueNile.com. And going on right now, it's the Blue Nile Anniversary Sale. Save up to 40% on classic fine jewelry pieces and 25% on engagement ring settings. Plus, every order is insured. It ships free and arrives in a discreet package that won't give away what's inside, which is important. Shop stress-free and find your forever peace at Blue Nile and BlueNile.com today. All right, so uh, in the pitching department, let's wrap this thing up. Um, I don't think you're going to see that much more movement. I don't think in the pitching, the starting pitching side of things, we're going to see the Nationals give up uh, anything. I don't think they want to water down a package with a Patrick Corbin. Obviously, Strasburg is hurt, so you really can't do that. Josiah Gray is a National. Uh, that's not going to change. Paulo Espino could get moved, and Eric Fetty could get moved. I'm not sure who's going to be chasing down Anibal Sanchez right now, considering he's only made two starts back. and. Look, he looked okay at times. It really hasn't looked that good. So maybe if somebody is desperate for another starting pitcher, they go after an Eric Fetty. Paulo Espino is not a starting pitcher by trade. So I don't, and I don't, I'm not making a trade pun there, but that's not his um, normal role in terms of being a pitcher. So I don't think I see that happening on that front. Maybe he goes to bullpen arm, but I, I think he's like a spot starter. It's kind of, I mean, not even spot starter now. He's, he's a starter for the Nationals. But, like, I, I don't think we see him as, as a guy to have some value. So, if you're going to pluck one starting pitcher off this team, Eric Fetty's probably the guy. That's probably the guy that we see move. But I have not seen much momentum around Eric Fetty recently. So, he is in the kind of maybe category. But Nationals are hurting for pitching. So, um, you know, I, I, I think I'll be curious to see. All right, so yeah, once again, on the pitching side, the, the three that we feel like are going to be targets, Edwards, C-Sheck, and Finnegan. Those guys will be, they already have been targeted. So also maybe look to see them as part of, we just saw Mets Mariah had a report about this, 
maybe one of those guys, probably one of those guys is part of a Josh Bell package or, or they could be with somebody else. That brings us to the rest of the position players. Catching side, K. Barrett Ruiz is not going anywhere. That's that's pretty set in stone. All right. Uh, Josh Bell, we talked about. Cesar Hernandez is an interesting one. He's a guy on expired, excuse me, on an expiring deal. So you think maybe he is just 32 years old. Um, two third, you know, this the splits for him, like this guy is probably gonna be a guy who is a definitely gonna be a guy who is a bench back because the one thing he has done really well this year is that he's hit lefties pretty well. He's got a 300 average, 346 on base, 713 OPS, and 120 ABs against lefties this season. Righties, he has really struggled with. They have not, He's not been uh, too good with the righties, just hitting 212 against them. But this is a guy that, uh, you know, this year at least has hit lefties. And look, even, you know, I'll even uh, give you guys a team that we just talked about a lot, but um, the Washington, uh, the New York Mets rather, have had a really difficult time hitting lefties. So maybe a guy like a Cesar Hernandez this year will be valuable to them because he can do it. But I think it's a veteran guy, but you know, his defense is not spectacular, but maybe he could be on the block. So he's in the may- maybe category, but his performance, I'm not sure has been good enough to warrant another team really desiring him too much. Michael Franco also falls into this category. Now, now we'll say about Michael. He is, he's performed pretty admirably. He's kind of been what I've expected him to be. Um, He's had a really difficult month of July, but was really strong in the month of May. Got things off to a really good start there and kind of been declining just a little bit ever since. But it's approaching 40 RBIs. It's going to be in double digit home runs. Um, So does provide a little bit, a little bit of pop uh, for you this year. And he's done, a, you know, the, the, the most damage has been against righties this year, seven homers, 28 RBIs sitting two forty three against them. And he's also, he's been much better away. Actually. It's the funny part. He, you know, and he's played, he has had 18 less ABs away, uh, but away from Nats park, then this might be why you should trade for him. 155 ABs, 284, uh, uh average three seventeen on base, three thirty five or three eighty one excuse me, slugging six ninety eight uh, eight OPS. Um, away 19 RBIs and two home runs. He's hitting just 197 at Nats Park. So maybe his road splits are something that teams are interested in. And that's why they might make a deal, give you a low level, you know, or lower level minor leaguer for a guy like a Michael Franco. But I, I'm, I'm not too high on that. So he is on the maybe, but probably not category. So right now in the maybes, you know, in, in the, can we just group the relievers here? So in the probabilities, we've, we've got Josh Bell uh, and then the, the, the collective of Edwards, Ceshek, and Finnegan. I, how that works out, I don't know. But those guys are in the probabilities. The maybes, you'll put the uh, you'll put um, uh, Cesar Hernandez and Michael Franco as the maybes trending down. Luis Garcia is a no. K-Bert Ruiz is a no. Um, Josiah Gray is a no. Corbin's a no. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, for a different reason. Strasburg's a no, obviously. Uh, and then you got some maybes with Eric Fetty, a maybe with Paulo Espino, and, and probably not with Anibal Sanchez. All right, down the line, uh, Alcides Escobar. Probably not. He sucks. I mean, he's been, you know, I don't mean to be like that rude, that, that crass. I guess I should say he sucks, but he's not been very good this year. So I, I don't think that's it. That's it. Yadiel Hernandez is in the maybe category. I think the one thing that would be appealing to the Nationals is, hey, 
you can have a fourth outfielder basically next year and not have to worry about it. Yadiel's offense has been good enough this year to where you're just kind of thinking, all right, you know, this guy, he's been really solid. Now their team might want him and he's 34 years old. So I would make the trade, but is the juice worth the squeeze there? If you trade him, what are you getting back? Like, is it better off just to keep a guy at 35 to under team control or get some, you know, lower level minor leaguer that really we're not sure about like a lottery ticket type guy. Is it better off to do that? I mean, I would say no, just because like our, this guy is someone that you know can play for you back in, in 2023. And it would just, it's, you know, at some point the nationals do need those guys. And there are a lot of other guys in the roster they can move. So, Hey, maybe they move him. Maybe they don't. Um, I think they, he's in the probably not category for me. Uh, or I, well, actually this is more predicted, isn't it? So yeah, maybe I should, um, 50 50 on him. But if it was me, I wouldn't move him just because it's like, I got team control on him. He's going to be cheap. And I know he can play next year for me and maybe he can move him again next year. So, but like, cause you're gonna get the same kind of player for him this year, next year. I mean, he's older, so it's not really going to do too much for you. Um, down the line, the rest of the way for the nationals. I think I'm, I don't know where I'm at on Juan Soto. Like, I think I'm, I think I'm 50, 50 on him. I think, I think that's where I am. Um, on like, I, I don't think they should trade him right now. I, I don't think they should. Um, I've told you all last week, I, I don't think he will. I'm, I'm, I'm back towards 50, 50 now. My opinion adapts and evolves folks. All right. We're allowed to in sports media. It's supposed to. Um, but yeah, I think I'm 50, 50. I'm going to move him. And we've talked enough about Juan Soto. So I don't really know. I want to keep bombarding you all with Juan Soto content. Uh, Robles, I think they hang on to, but they, you know, they maybe know and they, he could be out there for whatever purposes. Uh, the clown knows. I think they hang on to him though. Nelson Cruz is a probably right. This is a guy that, uh, you know, is approaching the 50 RBI mark. Uh, his power's not there as much 42 years old DH. I think they definitely do move Nelson Cruz. He's probably, he's not, a, he's a probably not as high as I'd put Josh Bell, but still pretty close. All right, a uh, quick word from our sponsors, and then we'll look at this series against the Dodgers. Today's show is brought to you by our friends at Sports Card Investor. Uh, if you guys are into sports cards, you guys looking for a new way to kind of, you know, maybe make a little cash or spend a little bit of your cash, Sports Card Investor is the place to go. If you're a casual card collector or looking for excitement, an alternative way, an investment opportunity, the free Sports Card Investor app has something for you download the sports card investor app today it's available free in the google play and apple app stores or go to sportscardinvestor.com backslash locked on all right folks as we do all the time we take a look at the nationals where they are in the, the standings and then we talk some more about what's coming up for them the nationals are 32 and 65 worst record in baseball they're 27 and a half games out of first place 15 and 36 at home, 17 and 29 on the road, minus 162 run differential. 1 1 is the streak, 2 and 8 in their last 10 games. They play the Dodgers, who are 64 and 30, 34 and 13 at home, 30 and 17 on the road, a plus 181 run differential. That's the second best in baseball behind the New York Yankees, who achieved a plus 200 run differential yesterday with their win. Over the Baltimore Orioles, the Dodgers have won eight straight games. They're nine and one in their last 10 
games. So it's probably going to be a sweep. But let's look at the pitching matchups and see what we've got coming up. First game, 10, 10 p.m. Eastern time on Masson. It's Paulo Espino against Tony Gonsolin. Gonsolin's been fantastic so far this year, besides his blow up in the uh, <laughs> in the All-Star game. Game two, it's the return of Josiah Gray, another 10-10 start time. It is going to be JoJo Gray. Josiah Gray makes his return. He'll be facing off against 27-year-old Mitch White, the right-hander from San Jose, California. And then at 3:10 on Wednesday afternoon, it's going to be Patrick Corbin going up against Andrew Heaney. It looks looks like it looks like, um, yeah, they think to act so they expect to activate him on Wednesday from the IL to make that start. So that's what the Nationals are facing. 10-10, 10-10, 3-10 are your start times. All right, that'll do it for today's show. Make sure you follow us on Twitter at LO underscore Nationals. You guys can find me at Josh Neighbors underscore. Find the show wherever you get your podcast and on YouTube as well. So next time, my friends, as always, stay safe.